good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and I have a super, super, super special guest on today. If you guys don't know this lady, you are about to be extremely impressed, hopefully as, as I am. I'd like to welcome Linda Ann Barber to the show. Linda, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ken. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, you know, I I don't even know. We've been Facebook friends for a while. I don't know how yeah. long, a couple years, I would. I, yeah, I, I would I, say I two years. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. It's yeah. been a while. And, um, you know, I've seen you out there posting. You're so happy and positive all the time. <laughs> and um, you work for... Um, our our buddy Weldon Long. Mm -hmm. right? Yes, I do. Yeah, and, yeah. and you kind of run his entire existence. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I certainly try. <laughs> I know. So you know, this is a um, this is a, a a show that I created to help people um, have a breakthrough in life because I truly believe that. Some people get stuck and they stay stuck. They don't know how to get through all the the junk and right. and they don't, you know, and, and, and they don't know where to turn. So I think that by sharing our stories to the world, we actually empower other people to succeed or become unstuck. Right. Yeah, I agree. I so, totally agree. So let's let's start with um, telling everybody where you were born and raised. Well, I'm from New York, upstate New York. I always say that now that I live in Colorado, I tell people that because they kind of look at New York like, oh, you're one of those, you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was born and raised in Troy, New York, and I actually was on a podcast, listening to a podcast last week, and a gentleman had a, you know, a, a sweatshirt on from our area, which is super cool. And um, so, you know, um, but yeah, I'm from Troy, New York, and I moved to Colorado about six months ago. And and so where is Troy, New York? Is that like far away? Because whenever I think of New York, I think of the city, right? Yeah, like yeah. Like everybody. It's, yeah, it's three hours north of the city. Oh. So, yeah. Wow. It's a lot different. Like the city should be its own state. Right. You know, it's very, very different. And the city is excellent. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. But it's just very different um, upstate. Yeah, yeah. I've so, yeah. actually driven through there. I've driven, well, not, I don't know if I was in Troy, but like we went to, um, we drove out to Boston for a wedding and oh, we went okay. across like the Finger Lakes or something or up. up yeah, Troy that's and... more northwest of me. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah, I'm like right in the center of the state. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's a huge state. So, um, you know, Growing up for you, when you were, you know, growing up as a kid, what was it like growing up in upstate New York for Linda Barber? It was great. You know, I came from a family with three brothers. That's what uh, they toughened me up, you know, so that was great. Um, so I'm the only girl. And um, went to a Catholic school. You know, my parents, they, you know, worked paycheck to paycheck. You know, they did the best that they could. My mom was extremely young when she had us, 17, 18, and 19. She had us right in a row. And then uh, my little brother is uh, four years younger than I am. So, you know, we didn't have a lot, um, but we had everything. Yeah. You know, so and like I said, my parents did the best that they could. And what we didn't have, it really made us go out like my brothers are very motivated um, as well as I am. And I really think that that's a credit to the fact that, you know, my dad worked for in a steel mill. You know, he like I said, he just couldn't always make ends meet, even though he worked hard. And I think that that, you know, really pushed us to hustle. You know, we were out there shoveling snow at 10 and, you know, and I was like a little thing, you know, when I was younger and, you know, I'm lugging newspapers and the bag weighed more than I did. But, you know, it's all great. And you're running to the next house to beat like your own brother to, you know, shovel the snow. You know, so it's, it was all, you know, the childhood was a great experience. Yeah. And and uh, I, um, I did the same exact stuff. We were, yeah. I was racing my brother and all the other neighborhood kids 
So, sure. so, so you were, um, I mean, you grew up in a, in a typical middle class or, or sounds like maybe even a little bit lower than middle class. Like, like me, I watched my parents make while well, my mother, um, make, I think after 25 years of working in this factory, she, when she finally quit, I think she was making $9 an hour or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. what? How, how? Like, so, you know, I, that sounds similar. Very yeah. similar. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we started out in the projects, as you can imagine. My mother was 17 years old. Yeah. You know, my dad would work, walk to work every day. So we, we started out in the projects. Wow. And, you know, then my parents evolved from there, you know. Wow. But at a very early age, me and my brothers, you know, they gave us necessities. But uh, necessities like a pair of sneakers for gym clothes. Class. like sometimes that was on to, to make that happen and you know so um but it's all good it's not something i complain about because like i said i am who i am today because of that you right. know so i'm very grateful right right I, and totally can relate to that so yeah. so you went to elementary school middle school high school all in this little mm -hmm. town Yes. Okay. It's not so little. No. It's not so little. I mean, it's not the size of New York City, but it's what? not so little. You right, know? right. But, yeah. And it was Troy, yeah. right? Troy, New Troy. York. Troy. It's right outside of Albany, which is the capital of New York. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was a good sized town then? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's up... why I was surprised. That's I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no. that's why I was surprised that I had met somebody from Troy on a podcast last week. That's awesome. You know, so it was kind of cool. So you, you, uh, did you go to college? I did. Did you? Where'd you go? Yes. Um, I went to a college in Albany and, uh, I was working full time and I went to college full time. And I always thought that, um, I, you know, at 18 years old, what do you want to be when you grow up? I mean, at 50, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell I want to be when I grow up. Right. So, <laughs> right. You know, it just happens. But, um, you know, but at 18, what I thought I wanted to do is work in the airlines, be a stewardess. I was tall. So I figured, okay, okay. I got one qualification down, you know, so I went to college for that. And I also got a degree in sales and marketing as well. Um, so yeah, I did, uh, I did, uh, go to college. Okay. And, and you graduated with a degree in sales and marketing, sales and, marketing. and a okay. minor in travel. Okay. <laughs> I never, I never worked for the airlines. I went on to become a financial advisor for 20 years and continued my education because one, you have to yeah. being in the industry, yeah. but two, I mean, you have to consistently, you know, educate yourself just to keep, you know, abreast of all the changes in the, the industry and all of that. So, um, wow. so it just carried on through life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you, <clears throat> you became a financial advisor. Was it for one of the bigger companies or? Yeah. For like, MetLife Financial. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a big one. <laughs> it, was kind of, it was kind of an accident. I was working for an, like I, an amazing company in Albany. Um, they were an architectural firm. They were the biggest firm at the time. They, I think they still are, to be honest with you. And I was very ambitious at 20 years old, but I was working 78 to 80 hours a week. And at the time I was married and it was just after five years of that, it was kind of like, I thought that that was the issue in my relationship. It turns out it wasn't the issue, but wow. what I did was I gave that up, you know, I gave that and I absolutely loved my career. I mean, day and night, you know, and, um, so with that, my brother, my older brother said, oh, you need to come work, you know, with me. This is great. And I'm like, doing what? Selling insurance. I'm like, I can't sell insurance because in my mind, the only people that sold insurance were fat old men. And I don't mean to be discriminatory, but whenever <laughs> the, somebody knocked on our door, it was an older gentleman, you know, yeah. and I was like, I'm not cut out for insurance. <clears throat> so I said, I can do anything for six months. Well, then 20 something years later, there I was. So, oh, my gosh. And what kind yeah. of insurance was it? Life. Initially, initially it was property and casualty. Oh, and wow. then about seven years into it, a lot of my clients trusted 
my recommendations. So I would, you know, people have more needs than property and casualty insurance. They have life insurance. They want to plan for their, you know, for their children's education. And so they were always looking to me to give them some guidance. And then one day the kind of the light bulb went off and said, well, why don't I benefit from these relationships that I've created for all over these years? So then I became a financial advisor. Wow. And I did everything I did from, you know, investments to life insurance to property casualty. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great run. It was a great run. And you did <laughs> a 20 year run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you did this. Was this like just in your area or were you all over the place? In the state of New York, some of my clients um, moved to Massachusetts and also Florida and Connecticut, I believe it was. So I was licensed in those states as well. Okay. And and how did you back then, like, so you, I want to kind of talk about the sales aspect of it. Because I, I uh, you know, I, I, I walked out of high school my senior year and I said, this is this is stupid. I'm done and walked away. <laughs> and and oh. right. And, and so I didn't get a degree in sales and marketing. And my wife has a couple of degrees and like I don't I don't I can't relate to that. And mm-hmm. so from a sales and marketing perspective, like how did you. Did it did it help you? Do you feel like that helped you in your career? Was it was it real life? Did you say, oh, thank God I learned this in college. I can apply it. I I don't think so, you know, because I was taking classes in advertising, which obviously I've never utilized. I think what really helped me, honestly, if I was a very shy girl and that might be a surprise to you, because I think even my son sometimes chuckles at that thought. You know, he's like, Mom, you're like, the, you know, you talk to everybody like when he was little. He's like, you're like a politician. You talk to everyone, you know, (laughs) so. But I think what really prepared me for sales is when I was in college, I worked full time because I was I had a I lived outside our home and I worked part time at a restaurant. I was a cocktail waitress. And the only thing that guaranteed payment was my interaction with other people. Well, shy, you know, as a shy girl, you know, that was really tough for me. So, you know, that really broke my shell and, you know, cause I had a hustle. I, you know, I wasn't there just to kill time. I was there to make money, right? I was yep. in college. I had to pay for things. So, um, so that really, I would say that that was the one thing that really prepared me for the world of sales is because, you know, it broke the shell. It, it made me interact with people and I genuinely love people, yeah. you know, so, um, but I was always kind of in the background when it came to that. So. I would think that that life experience prepares you for sales and interaction and building relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of Genuinely. the best, right, right. Some of the best salespeople I've ever hired have been former servers or, I mean, I, I, one of the best people I ever hired, I'll never forget this guy. Cause he was absolutely one of the funniest people I've ever known, um, was the general manager at a restaurant at this five-star steak restaurant mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and i i, I complained about my steak and this guy came to my table and like just was killing me in laughter and and i literally recruited him on the spot to be the general manager for me for my that's company awesome. and that's so awesome. you know that i i truly believe that's that's i think that if every college kid or 18 year old kid went out and either did that and did it for a couple of years or Mm -hmm. just go out door to door cold calling like that would prepare you for life. I believe so. Like I said, it was my turning point for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's my turning point. And I'm not saying like my education didn't help me, but I really can't. I can't. When you ask me that question, I can't go back and say, wow, it was this course. It was this, you know, instructor. Right, right, right. You know, it was impactful. Yes, sure. So so with with your um, sales career in the insurance industry, how did you did, how did you generate leads? How did you generate like, <laughs> did, did, was it just handed to you like all the leads? No, no, no. And I don't know if my brother's on here, but he's probably laughing at this because a lot of, you know, 
a lot of newbies would come in and say, I don't have any damn leads, you know, and we would just laugh because what happened was I would literally open up a phone book or I would go down to the courthouse and say, as a woman, I didn't want to just go into any neighborhood. I would choose a neighborhood and Uh phone numbers, you know, so. We didn't have any lead generation. You had to get out there and hustle and, and find your own leads, create your own leads. But it started with a phone book and going to the courthouse. Wow. That's, in, that's incredible. And some, some viewers may not even know what a phone book is. <laughs> we don't have those anymore, do we? Right. But that's how it started. Yeah, they, they used to make those things, didn't they? Yeah. I don't even think, do they make the white pages anymore? I don't think so. I haven't seen one in, in several years. I, I know. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. So, so you, um, you did it the old fashioned way. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And, yeah, and did. today, like these, these, uh, us, us 50 year olds, I mean, these kids today don't get it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's great because yeah. I don't know what I would do without Google, you know? So right. I think it's great that they have that leg up, you yeah. know, but, yeah. um, certainly not something to complain about, you know, cause the leads are out there, you they, know, but there is, there's smarter ways of gaining leads today. Right. Yes. So I probably wasted a lot of time driving to the courthouse and, you know, literally looking up, you know, name by name and then having to go to the phone book and look it up the phone. That's like a lot of time invested. Right. Yeah. So, so I credit the fact that they have, you know, today we all have better ways of gaining leads, but uh, yeah, certainly things were different. <laughs> it was, it was a lot different back then. Yeah. And, and I've, I've been there myself. So, so you, um, so you would go out and you, so you went to neighborhoods and knocked on doors. Pretty much, pretty yeah. much. I would be like, oh, I just, you know, save Mr. Walls, you know, money and, you know, kind of introduce myself. And, you know, wow. I might have fibbed a little bit and said, oh, yeah, he, he suggested I, you know, come and meet you, that yeah. type of thing. But right. uh, I might have fibbed, you know, to get my way. But, um, but yeah, that's how, that's how it was done. Wow. So after that, so you did that, you did that, like going out, not knocking on doors for 20 years. No, no. What happens is that, you know, the thing is with in that um, arena, it's really about relationships because you can go to Allstate, you can go down to Nationwide. There's a lot of competition. And did I have great products? Absolutely. But the bells and whistles weren't enough for people to stay with me. Right. right. So it was really the relationship. And then when you have that relationship, then they're referring their neighbors and their family. And that's how I built my business. Yeah. You just take good care of people and, you know, it all works out. Referral referrals happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so along, so along the way you, after, 20 years of being with MetLife the whole time? Correct, yes. Wow, talk about commitment. Wow. So, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, um, I don't want to gloat about that because in part, I was a single mom So since my son was four. So I was in a career that allowed me to be flexible. So I was in a position where I, you know, I was the sole purpose or the sole person to, you know, have to pay for the home and, and all his needs and so forth for a very long time. So I needed the full time work, but I also needed the flexibility. And in today's environment, I recognize that as entrepreneurs, we do have more flexibility. But back then, I just kind of had such a focus yeah. and part of it was survival. Um, so, you know, my career allowed me to work full time, but get my son on the bus, get, be there at 2.40 when he got off the bus, you know, get him to the football field, all those things. And then I was able to do my work at night, you know, do the financial plans or whatever needed to be done at night. So I didn't sleep a lot, but, you know, I am so grateful because it gave me the financial means that I needed. It gave me the times that I could never have back of going to volunteer at my son's school or be there for, you know, there's various reasons why I had to be there for him after school. You know, we had some safety issues. Yeah. So it, it really, it allowed me to, to have the life that I wanted and needed. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Commission. 
Commission, yes. Yeah. yeah commission yeah, yeah. only. Well, I had a small part yeah. that was salary, and I, I, I wouldn't even call it salary. What it was is um, the renewals. Yeah. So I could I could estimate like what that would be. Yeah. But um, that wouldn't put food on your table. So yeah, it was commission. It was it was kind of a roller coaster career for sure. But um, but uh, but it, you, you know, commission's not a bad thing though. I no. I love commission. So it's not a bad thing. I don't know that I've ever, I mean, there's been maybe one or two times in my entire adult life that I had any kind of a a guarantee, which wasn't even a really a guarantee. A lot of right. times it was a draw against commission or something like that. So, you know, it's, that's where wealth is made. I truly believe that's where wealth is made. Yeah, because what it did is it took the ceiling off, right? right? So there were years that I did okay. Yeah. And then there's years that I, you know, did great, you know, yeah. so that's the roller coaster part, but it was all up to me, right. you know, so, um, but it wasn't like I went and worked for a company that said, you're going to make this amount of money and hope to get 2% at the end of the year, right. you know? So, you know, and I recognize that that's, that's comfortable for people, but it would have never satisfied me. Right. Right. So, so at some point though, you ended up leaving MetLife. I did. And, you know, I reached a point where Dylan, my son went off to college mm -hmm. and I just remember like one of the things that kept me in that position were my clients, like going back to our, you know, what we just talked about is the relationships. Yeah. So they were like my family. They were my friends. Right. right. So many of them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that was like really hard. But one day I was in my office and a client said something to me and I remember just responding and it wasn't very positive. And that was so unlike me. Uh. And I felt horrible. They left and I kind of, and it was, I can't really remember what this person said, but my response was, are you really asking me that dumb question? Like, it was kind of like that, like oh, that was wow. my, that was my feeling. And that's not me. Like I literally went, you know, I, I broke down. I was like really upset that I had felt that way. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't obviously respond that way, but because I had that feeling, I knew that it was time. Like I was done. I wasn't, I wasn't motivated. I wasn't, um, I didn't have what it took to continue and it wasn't fair to my clients. And I literally, I wasn't in a financial situation to walk into my boss's office and resign. But I was at a point where I, I knew that I could do anything, you know, and just see where God takes me. And that's what I did. I, I walked in and resigned and, and I, it took me a, a, a while, you know, I, I, um, had some stepping stones yeah. career wise, you know, over a the few years. Um, but, uh, it was the best decision I've made for myself for sure, for certain. Wow. So yeah. you, you, did, you didn't have a backup plan at that moment? No, not really. No, I was kind of maybe like a little too confident. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I was like, I'm pretty valuable. I'll find something, you know, and I mean, I did fine, you know, I did okay. But it, the thing is, is that, uh, no, I didn't have it. I just, something switched in me that said, if I don't do this now, I'm going to be stuck. I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to be happy, you know, and, uh, I need to make, I need to make this shift. But did, did you spend like days, weeks, months thinking about this or was it in that moment? Like, a couple, 10, 15 minutes after the client blow up thing. No, no. I think it, it was something that I was feeling for like a good year okay. or so. And it was that moment, the way I, I felt and I didn't like feeling like, cause that's how I, that, that was a friend I was feeling that yeah. towards. And I didn't like that. I didn't yeah. like that. Yeah. You're like enough's enough. I gotta, I gotta go find Linda. Yeah, that's that. It was my time for certain. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you you left there that day, and um, and obviously twenty years in a commission only um, financial services business. You were you were definitely, I would imagine, in the six figures 
um, with what you were doing and and sounds like you were doing very well. And I know some very, very wealthy insurance people, very wealthy. Yeah, but, yeah. I, you know, I was doing well for, uh, you know, a long time, but yeah. um, I uh, that started to come down, yeah. you know, for various reasons, right. you know, and I take responsibility for that because part of it was my attitude. Yep. The other part was certainly the industry changes, you know, 2008 happened. We lost a lot of the products that we were relying on to sell. So when you don't have a product to sell, it's kind of hard to make money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but at the, but looking back, you know, I take full responsibility for that because it was really my attitude. Yeah. You know, I was, I, I stayed positive, but I, anything that held me back financially was because of, of what I had in, up here, right. you know, so. Right. So you, you, um, you left there and that day you went home and you're like, Oh God, what did I just do? <laughs> Son, we're not going to be eating for a while. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Let's start cutting the bark off the trees. That's going to be dinner. So, yeah. so, um, what I mean, where did you go from there, though? What was next for you? What what happened well, next? I reached out to a friend and I went to work for an insurance company. But that position was like kind of like the nine to five okay. uh, position. And and quite honestly, I was at a point where I just said I can do anything for a period of time to get me to where I want to be. Right? right. And I was feeling great. You know, like I said, my son was going off to college. I was like super excited about that. I was kind of like you know, mom time, you know, a little bit, you know, so I was just really excited about what was to come, you know, so I did that um, for about six months. And I had some health issues that were starting. And I was thinking it was the nine to five being kind of locked in a cage when I'm not used to that. Right. You know, I was used to coming and going. And now that that sounds fine. But I mean, I still had a lot of obligations because it is commission. So I, even though I had that flexibility, I still was up late at night. I was there when I needed to be there, but, um, but still having that freedom, yeah. you know, is great. It's a, a real privilege. So now I'm put in a situation where I'm working nine to five plus now I have some health issues that are coming into my life. And, you know, I ended up, you know, leaving that position, but, um, and moving on and doing a few other things, but, um, yeah. that was my immediate, that was my plan B if, if you will. So, so, okay. So at some point though, and I don't know what point it was exactly, you happen across a, um, a, a, a pretty spectacular dude that you are working for now or with, or I don't know how you guys title it, but I know you're the president of his company and, um, he is one of my favorite people in the world. As you already know, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um, but what, how did that all, uh, is, and is there anything in between there that we're, we're missing that was like the catalyst for, for, for pushing you into the, what you're doing now? Well, and I know he's a big fan of yours as well. So that was very nice of you to wow. say, you know, but he is definitely a dynamic person for certain. And I'm very wow. blessed. But, um, when I had left the insurance company that my plan B, um, like I said, I thought it was my health issues were due to the fact of feeling like claustrophobic, put in this position where I had to, you know, stay from nine to five and that type of thing. So I left there and worked for a couple of companies. And with that, I was just trying to branch out. And part of that was through social media marketing. So what I was doing was um, going on Facebook lives and really trying to convey to people how to how important it was to market themselves on social media, you know, to bring awareness to yourself. And then one of the other things was to take my story because we all have a story, right? And it was at a point in my life where um, I felt that things don't happen to us for no purpose. Like God doesn't bring us to and through without a purpose. Right. So I was using my story to say, like, you know, as, a, as uncomfortable as it was to at least try to impact one person. I said, if I can share my story and do that. So I was out on social media and I had no idea what I was doing. It was very uncomfortable. You're worried about what people are thinking. People are, you know, unfollowing you or judging you and all of that. But at the end of the day, this is your life and your story. 
And, you know, and that's how Weldon found me was I had done a social media video about a year and a half ago. Um, maybe not quite a year and a half ago, but, uh, he reached out to me, asked me some questions about social media. It was something that he needed in his organization. And quite honestly, um, I wasn't in a position like my platform wasn't conducive to what he needed. Right. And it goes back to what we just talked about, even though financially now I'm like kind of put myself in a pickle. Right. You know, I, <laughs> right. Leave, I leave a job and I'm just grasping at straws. I was out there like trying to make money somehow, some way. And I was really in a bad financial situation, wow. like very bad. Very, very bad. I put myself in a really bad position. I mean, like I said, my health had impacted that, you know, my plan. I had a, I had a, a plan, but my health had stopped me. But at the end of the day, you know, I should have, I should have made better decisions for myself. But at the time, you know, I was like really trying to make ends meet. And when he came to me, my product wasn't conducive and you do the right thing. And I just said to him, I was like, I understand he told me his story because he's like, let me tell you my story so that you know what it is that I need. And I just shared with him that um, I couldn't personally help him, but I will go out and give me two business days. I'll seek two referrals um, and get those to you. So that's exactly what I did and never expected anything more from him. And what was nice is that he had um, sent my son and I The Power of Consistency, which is his second book. And so I started reading that. And then I when I started to open up that book, I said, wow, I need to like learn more about his story. And I read his other book, you know, and never thinking that I would hear from Weldon Long again. Um, but it was like a few weeks later, he called me up and said, hey, you know, I have this position and I've been thinking about you. And would you be able to, you know, do this, this and this and it was just the right time for him and me. And it just, it, that's just how it worked out. And um, wow. I started working with him in October of last year. Wow. And you and I were friends before that. We, yeah. we were friends for, uh, I think, quite a while before that. And, yeah. And so um, in, in that book, The Power of Consistency, holy crap, what that's an amazing book. It's yeah, a, it is life changing. It's life. -changing. It's certainly. I actually have it here. Um, about six months ago, Weldon was traveling, and you know, in, in that book, as you know, you sit down every morning and you have your quiet time ritual, right? Yep. So one of the things I did was I had done my um, personal prosperity plan before working with Weldon, and then when I started working with him, I redid it. And never knowing, like I was his keynote manager, so I was going to travel with him. I was seeking out more keynotes for him and, you know, kind of organizing the schedule. So that was like my primary role. And that has since changed, but never knowing that it was going to change, you know, not saying like I was going to become president of the company. Right? right. So about six months ago, six, seven months ago, I sent him pieces of my prosperity plan. And I was like, wow this shit works, you know, <laughs> because like everything, everything that I wrote out came, it manifested, Yep. you know, so I just, I'm so grateful to that because it really gets your head straight in the morning, no matter what other distractions that you have. So it is, yes, to, to what your mention was. Yes, it's a very powerful book, yeah. but I mentioned that not because I work for Weldon Law, but from a personal standpoint, it has impacted my life. It's and and for those of that that are watching that are not familiar with his books, um, the first one is I have it, the Upside of Fear, which Upside is his autobiography. Yeah, yeah, um, which is just an insane story. Like it's it, like there, like I couldn't put, I couldn't stop reading. Like I no. remember, I was no. in the middle of yeah. doing other things, and I'm like. Oh, and I had a, on Kindle and I'm like, well, I can wait. And, and I'd open up the Kindle and I'd start reading. I'm like, yeah, I got to stop. I got shit to do. So like, it's so good. His books mm -hmm. and his style of writing, his, his storytelling is so powerful. It just, it, it keeps you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's very um, true. In his words, yep. for certain. And he always says, well, it was written by a ninth grader, you know, because he, yeah. as you know, he dropped out of school at, at, 
in the ninth grade. So, right, um, right. but yeah, that book, it was certainly a book I read over the weekend. You know, you can't put it down wow. because, you know, his journey is amazing. And then with that, I'm sure you felt the same way as after I read that book, I said, wow, no matter what I was going through the time I was, you know, I, I was not in a very, I wouldn't say I was in a dark place, but I was not in a very good place. Right. And I, but I was just like, whatever, he, whatever is going on, does it, really matter because I can make anything happen because if he can do this at the age of 39, you know, just get out of prison, you know, into a homeless shelter and then in five years build a $20 million company. And then between all that, like change so many lives along the way, it's like, I can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's it really amazing. empowers you. It really it empowers does. You, doesn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. And I had Weldon on the show. I said, man, that may, I didn't drop out of school until 12th grade. So that makes me more educated. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. I, I, I love the guy cause he's so relatable too. Like, yeah, I, I don't care where you are on the socioeconomic scale. Like you can relate to this guy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you were, you were, um, pre or well, I, you were working for him. Were you, your tie, you didn't start off with the title of president, did you? No, I was working, um, uh, with him as a keynote manager. Okay. And, and Weldon was, is on the road a lot. Yeah. Um, he works extremely hard and makes himself available to, to many people. Um, so with that, you know, he had asked me to take on some responsibilities while he was gone. Yeah. And then in February of this year, he sent me a text one night. It was like 11 o'clock at night, you know, on the East Coast. And he's like, I need you and Dylan to move, you know, to Colorado. And and uh, I remember looking over at my son and said, well, he's crazy. Like he wants us to move to Colorado, you know, and I knew. <laughs> I knew I was having a shift in my life. Like I said, I, my health was restored at that point, and I knew there was going to be a shift in my life. Did I think that I would move across country? No, you know, but, um, you know, the, the next day, I, I think I even texted him and said, do you remember, like, do, you know, are you serious about this? And his response was, you know, was like, yes, you know, so. I just started really thinking about that and saying, you know, I want to be close to my child. I mean, he's, I only have one son. And, um, but at the end of the day, even though that he's my life doesn't necessarily mean that I'm his life, right? He's got to go out and do his thing, yeah. right? Yeah. I want him to be free and feel empowered to do that. So, you know, I had to make a decision like, what is the next, what's best for Linda? And, um, and I was really, really grateful to that opportunity that he was giving me. Yeah. And I just made a decision to sell my home and pack up and drive across country with one of my best friends. And here I am. I, I And I so clearly, I remember that too. I was like, wow. So yeah, um, yeah. I think I got here like, I, I think once I got here, I was kind of like, Wow, what did I just do? You know, but it's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's great. It's it's wonderful. It's yeah. wonderful. Are you in Denver? I'm just outside of Denver. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so I'm just in between Colorado Springs and Denver. It's such a beautiful part of this country. If you've never been there, like it's 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 insane. It's just so beautiful. yeah, it's yeah. Beautiful. Well, my son is living the life and he's been skiing a lot lately because he moved out. It ended up that he moved out after college and um, he had a summer job back in New York. But uh, so he's been doing some skiing and showing me photos and oh, it's just breathtaking. It's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So so you are now out in Colorado and you are the president of Weldon Long companies, right? Just Weldon Long. Just Weldon Long. Okay. Um, and, <clears throat> and I know you handle a lot of things for him and for the company. Um, so what's, what's like, what's it like at this point for you? Is it, it everything's moving along and good? Yeah, things are good. You know, with any new position, you know, um, 
there's learning curves, right? right? You know, so I'm doing things that I've never done before. So um, with that is like, I, I'm a, definitely a student for certain, yeah. you know, but there's a lot of things, a lot of great things happening at Weldon Long. And so it's super exciting to be able to be part of it. As you know, like last week we were on um, in New York City because Weldon was on MSNBC. You know, there's just a lot of wonderful things, products and, you know, like his book and his newest book, which you probably seen. Do you have that? Oh, yeah. I sent oh, this yeah, to I have it. And let, bring so, that back out. Let's let's tell everybody about that book, because holy crap. And listen, I have so many books that people send me like it's it's insane. Um, but like that one is the only one right now laying right next to my nightstand. And mm -hmm. and I, I I actually sent um, Weldon a message and I said, dude, and I forget the guy's name now, but I said, dude, I want to meet the the concrete man, like the show the concrete. Joe, yeah, yeah. Like, no, holy no. moly! And the way that he tells that story in the book, like you can't stop. My wife was trying to go to sleep this night when I was reading that story, and I said, hey. Wake up, listen to this. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. It's just so good. It's such a great book. It's a great book. Yeah, and solving problems, right? That That's what Joe was doing. He was solving problems for Weldon, yeah. you know, and that is the world of sales. Yeah. It's like, your, you know, he preaches this. It's like, your job is to solve the problems. Yeah. You know, their job is to buy or not buy, yeah. you know, and focus on that process. Yeah, that's it. So, so what's, what's, I know that, you know, there's a lot of exciting things that, that Weldon's doing. Um, and, and you, I mean, what's, what's coming up for, for you guys, anything big that you can talk about? Yeah, you know, we have Weldon was back in the studio and he refreshed his, you know, his sales training. Uh, so to, you know, for online purposes, because a lot of times he spent times at companies like FedEx and Home Depot and, and many other companies. Um, and it's not that we're not, we're going to go away from that, but primarily it's going to be a lot of on online. And then in addition to that, he is, I feel like I'm giving a commercial here, but <laughs> you, you asked. Yes, so, go ahead. But, I you know, what's ex but I get fired up about it. But in addition to that is that, you know, having been in that situation, where, you know, especially in my financial planning world is that I did a lot of online training, but what I know, the consistent one thing that he teaches and the way to do that is that he's going to have a live TV show every week so that anybody that um, takes his courses and following him, you're going to have Weldon Long with you every single week. So how valuable is that to have that consistency and that person there with you, you know, at all times? Because when you're online, you can sometimes feel like alone and yeah. you're not held accountable. Right. Yep. So but having that each and every week. So, yeah, we have that, you know, that's like a, the biggest thing right now besides, you know, the keynotes that we're, you know, we're out um you know, Weldon's continuing to do his keynotes and so forth, but uh, some great online platforms with his live TV is 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 here. Yeah. You know, so it it it, tr it truly is. I, I literally um, over the weekend I went, why don't I own BreakthroughWalls.tv and create? I, I and I build websites. So like, why didn't? Why don't I? So I met with my uh, wife over the weekend. I'm like, I just bought this domain. We need to get this thing up and put all absolutely. of the episodes in one spot like that. And and so uh, I, I love it. I love what we're able to create today online. Yes, yes, yes. And, and to have somebody like Weldon Long, where you can just tune in to WeldonLong.tv or whatever it's going to be. Right. Right. And the thing is, is that, yes, we love the convenience of online, but we still need that personal touch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and that's what I think is really missing. And what makes this so unique is that each week that you get a piece of that person, you're able to ask that person questions and really be able to make a, you know, um, a bigger stride in your business. Yeah. Yes. You know, because it could just be that like little thing that you hear that's going to really catapult you to to the next big thing. Right. Yeah. So I personally always feel 
I appreciate the value of the the interaction still. And I, I one thing about Weldon is he um, most definitely he engages when when you're on one of his live anything. Yeah. <laughs> He engages with you. I see so many people, and I'm sure you do, where they do live streaming and they, they and then they complain about not getting any, you know, interaction, but they're not saying hi to anybody. They're not talking yeah, to people yeah. on the stream. And now yeah. in a setting like this where I'm recording a TV show, it's a little hard to say hi to Sandy McNichol and Mindy Rosen and everybody else on, on the stream. But, but you know, like it, it's, it's, like he engages when he does these things I've been on and he's like very, very engaging. Well, I have to tell you, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's traveling a lot and there's a lot of publicity around his book and our online training. So there's a lot of demands on him right now, but I get, I get inboxed all the time saying, bring back the lives. And, you know, even people put it on our business page or like bring back the lives and we will, you know, we will do something so that we can give value. And I don't know if, you know, how that will work out. That's something that we're certainly talking about going into the new year. Um, So we will bring back those Facebook lives at some capacity because people really get a lot of value from those. And quite honestly, we, we were hearing that managers, sales managers were taking his material from these lives that he was doing, you know, on Sunday nights and using them in their Monday morning meeting. So it was really beneficial, you know, to, um, to many people, you know, so we recognize it and we want to give that back again. Um, so they will be coming back. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so let me ask you, and can you believe we're almost at an hour already? I know. (laughs) I told you it'd go fast. You're like, so what? It's 30 minutes, right? And I'm like, nope. (laughs) It's an hour. And I won't tell you guys what she said. (laughs) But anyway, so, so I I do want to ask you this. Um, Who's the best NFL team in the world? The Steelers. Amen, sister. Yeah, great team yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had, like, this weekend was, like, I did, what's crazy is I caught the last few seconds of that game and the Ohio State Buckeyes, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. They yeah. pulled off a one, I think it was one point win or something insane. Mm-hmm. Like, so, but but let me ask you this. So, in your travels, in your journey, um, you've met a lot of people. You've, you've, um you've, you've met a lot of people, you've seen a lot of people. Um, what do you think in your opinion, this is all about your opinion, not, not Weldon's, nobody else's, just yours. What keeps people stuck? I think is fear, fear of what other people are going to think. I think that that's like the biggest thing. And, and I, I would probably say that that was, you know, what held me back at times because some people will come to me and say, wow, I wish I could be like you. I wish I could pack up and move across country. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that, you know, and I'm no different than anyone else. You just have to be willing to believe in yourself first and foremost, you know, and then if you can't believe in yourself, then you go to someone like a Weldon Long, like Weldon Long believed in me, right? Or Ken Walls, you believe in me. Like I know that. So if I had a a rough spot, I can go to you and lean on you in confidence for that, right? So, and just really shutting out because here's what I learned in life. If you're up, people will talk about you. If you're down, people will talk about you. I've had, I've been in both situations, Yep. you know, so at the end of the day, you just have to really shut that out and recognize, you know, one of the things, um, the reason I'm really sitting here in Colorado is my dad had passed away at 55 from mm-hmm. a brain aneurysm. And I remember sitting in the doorway of the bathroom and him looking in the mirror and, um, you know, kind of, you know, just getting ready for work or whatever. And I remember him saying, I can't freaking wait till I retire. You know, and those were his exact words. I can't freaking wait till I retire. Wow. And he never made it to retirement. So at 50 years old, it was kind of easy for me to make this decision, even though I knew that where I was going and believed in the product, which is a welded long. I believed in the person and he's true to his word. And I believed in all of that. 
you know, but at the end of the day, this is still my life. So the fear of, you know, anything that is holding anyone back today is fear. And I believe it is the unknown and worrying about what people might think of you. You know, I didn't know what it was. I came to Colorado. I didn't know anyone outside of Weldon Long. Right. I left all my friends, all my family, my son. I even left my son. You know, he was back in New York in college, you know. So, uh, you know, I can't tell you that I wasn't scared. You know, there wasn't moments that I would be like, what am I doing? You know, (laughs) like I'm leaving my comfort zone, you know, like what am I doing? But you know what? We only have one life. So if if I can just, you know, and I know I'm preaching now, but if I can just inspire someone to just to say, just go for it, just go for it, you know you will be okay. Right. You know, you know, it might not go as planned and you might have to, you know, you know, go in and out and some, take some stepping stones. Um, but, um, it will be okay and you'll experience life, you know? So that's the long winded. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful answer. Beautiful answer. Are you still there? Can you hear me? I am. Okay. I can hear oh, you. We had a we had a little internet hiccup there. I love it when that happens. Not so. Um, <laughs> so the the I ask this question of every single guest on the show, and um, I want to ask you this: If somebody came to you, because and and look, I've been homeless four times. I I was a raging alcoholic for many, many years. I'm a recovered alcoholic of 16 and a half years sober now by the grace of God. Um, But, you know, I there were times in my life when this exact scenario occurred. So here's the scenario. Somebody calls you, they contact you and they say, Linda, oh, my God. My life is terrible. My electric's being shut off tomorrow. My car got repossessed yesterday. My wife is leaving me. My dog died. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I'm, you know, uh, life's a mess and they don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say to that person who has not, not two pennies to rub together? No, no car. It got repoed. Electric's being shut off tomorrow life's a mess what Mm -hmm. do you say Mm -hmm. to them in that moment to get them unstuck and 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 out over that hump i think that when people because people do reach out to me sure and because you know i do uh, you know put my positivity out there especially on social media um and what you see is what you get but that doesn't mean that i don't come with without bruises right without the punches not long ago, even though I was making decent money, I was sleeping with a flashlight because I didn't have electricity. Not long ago, I was taking change out of my car and just going down and buying a power bar, right? So even though that we just touched on all the glory, I've had some really dark times in my life, you know? So one of the things that I would say is that at that moment is that I just let them know that one, they're not alone because when you're in those darkest moments, you feel so alone, Yeah. you know, and, and I'm sure you, you understand that, right? Like you've been (laughs) there and you can have people around you and you can have family around you, but sleeping with a flashlight, and going to bed at seven o'clock, you know, and then waking up when the you know sun comes up, you know, because you don't have any electricity. That's really tough on your ego, right? Yeah. And your pride, especially if you're if you're one to really go out there and want to kick ass, if you will, you know. Right. So, and when things aren't working, things are working against you. It's really, really tough. So the first thing that I do is always let people know that they're not alone. Yeah that um, I understand and I truly understand because I've been there, you know, and then I just share with them, you know, a little bit of my journey. And that was then usually, you know, they're inspired. And right before actually Weldon called me right before our call, you know, this interview, but um, right before that, a friend calls me about a situation with her um, daughter's father. 
And she was doing exactly what you just said and going on and on and on and on. And I just said to her, basically, is that we've talked about this so many times. And you, where are you giving your energy right now? You're giving your energy to the past. Mm. You know, what is now? Like, and I encourage her to literally go in front of the mirror and she might be listening and, but, um, I literally, and I won't say her name, but, um, I said to her, I said, go in front of the mirror and say, I am proud of you. I am proud of you. And then I had given her certain things to say about yeah. the now, you know, that empowered her. I go, because those are just draining you. Those words, like I can talk about my ex. I can talk about the things that, I mean, I, I've been knocked down, you yeah. know, Plenty of times, you yeah. know, and I could feel sorry for myself and all those. And sometimes we have to feel sorry for ourselves. You know, you go in, you have your crying moment, you brush off and you come back out and you just get back into the game, you know, but it's staying there. And it's really it becomes a decision is that do you want to live in the past or do you want to empower yourself and give the light, give yourself the life that you deserve by living in the now and in the future, you know, going forward. So that's what I encouraged her to do. That's awesome. That's yeah. that's completely awesome. And I I've, I've gotten those phone calls too and 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 you know, it's um they're tough calls because you want to write them a check or send them, a, you know, mm-hmm. and and that as you know is not I mean there's times in an emergency There's times. Where, yeah, yeah, where you somebody could, yeah. you know, I re, I know what the value of $5 is. Trust sure. me. You know what I mean? Like I get that. And, and, you know, there's times certainly when you should give, you know, I wrote that on my post today. This is like a week of think, think, being thankful and giving, you know, so it's okay to give. You don't have to be spiteful. You don't have to even understand their situation. That's right. You know, it's not for you to understand just like, a, you know, so at the end of the day, you know, don't judge, give, you know, definitely give, but empower that person. Let them know that they're not alone and empower them to be better. Right. I I, I had somebody one time judge me that saw, he actually literally like called me out on it for giving a bum, holding a sign, um, like $43. I, I only remember that because it was the exact amount of money I yeah. had with me and I yeah. just gave it all to him. And this guy's like, are you crazy? He's going to go get drunk. And I go, look, that's between him and God. I did my part. Like, exactly. Like, that's it. Exactly. I did the same thing. I, I made a post. There is, you know, maybe a month. And I gave the guy a $20 bill at the stop sign. And some people had said that. Some, But you know what? Here's the shift. Like, we talk about that. But how many people did you inspire by doing that? Right. You know what I mean? By by putting yourself out there to sharing your story, the $43. So probably the next time somebody was sitting at a light and they saw a homeless person, maybe they gave the $43. So right, at the end right. of the day, it doesn't matter. It goes back to what I just said. It doesn't matter. The judgments don't matter. It's who you inspire that matters. That's right. That's so right. you may, you know, you may have had, you know, people judging that post, but how many people did you inspire? And I'm, I'm certain that you inspired people to do, to do more. Right. We can always yeah. do more and something can always be done to help other people for sure. So exactly. Well, exactly. look, we are literally over an hour now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I made it. I, I haven't done so a face. Concerned. Oh my gosh. I haven't done a Facebook Live in, like I said, over a year, so uh, I forgot what this was all about. But it was really fun. I, I was, you know, um, we don't really get to spend time together, yeah. you know. So, um, but uh, it was really fun. Well, you thank you are for having me on the show. Absolutely, one of my favorite people in the world, and and I, oh. I just thank the world of you. And I, I love your, your, um, I love all of your posts. And I would love to see you do some Facebook lives because you are an inspiration to so many. My wife's on here. She said great oh, interview. Sure. So you're you're amazing. So listen, Linda, thank you so much for um, having the courage. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's all good. It's all good. I'm kidding. No, but thank you for taking the time and coming on the show. I know your time is valuable. I really appreciate you coming on the show. 
Uh, thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon, hon. Right, stay on. Right. Stay on. Don't hang up. Okay. Let's end this. Everybody, thank you so much. If you guys know anybody truly inspiring that's made it in life and, and, and overcome all the ups and downs, send them my way to interview them here on the show. Linda, thank you again, and you guys have an awesome day. Thank you so much. Thank you.